Well, there it is. Here it is. It's the 1st of December, and that means we switch over to my favorite theme, the theme for the holidays, the Peanuts theme, Linus and Lucy, Vince Garaldi. And we'll play this one as our theme through Christmas time here on the Paul W. Smith with lots of liquid sunshine out there. Uh, and uh, it's coming down. It hasn't stopped for a while. That makes those leaves extra slippery. It's just like glare ice. So be aware if you're out and about and driving on this, oh, on this Friday. Yay. Oh, you can say that again. Yay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. No, no, thank you very much. It is Friday, the first day of December already. Can you believe that? The last month of 2023, does that seem possible? Well, it is. It is what it is. And the team, the team, the team is ready to go. Dave Rieger, our producer, Danielle Mason, uh, running all the controls. Rich Luzinski in charge of our WJR traffic and weather first. And Ann Thomas, our program director, overseeing everything that happens on the radio station now. And what will be happening in the days ahead, because I've been getting uh, texts, emails, texts, people asking, when am I going to do my dad's letter to a friend? Well, we're going to do it very soon. Letter to a friend, our Christmas card to you uh, from the entire staff here, the Paul W. Smith Show at WJR. We've only been doing that for 40 years, I don't know, for a lot of years. And we look forward to it, as I'm happy to hear some of you do too. And then we'll also have Sweet Marie's song that she wrote and was published that uh, featured Larry Santos and at our what we used to call our Christmas sing, which I still miss every day, uh, and her song, And Now It Is Christmas, or Oh Now It Is Christmas. Oh, she'd be upset if I didn't remember if it was an and or oh. Be that as it may, we'll find out together. Happy birthday to you if it is your birthday. Um, today, happy birthday. I can tell you tomorrow, Saturday, Aunt Marianne Byers, speaking of Sweet Marie, she took good care of my mother, and I always loved Aunt Marianne anyway, but I love her even more. Aunt Marianne Byers celebrating her birthday tomorrow, and the one and only Jeff Marcero, Director of Sales for Cumulus Detroit, and fellow proud Monroe boy, along with me, Jeff Marcero, celebrating his birthday tomorrow. I'm I'm probably the only one. I mean, there was a football game that was important. Uh, am I the only one that watched the Gavin Newsom, Ron DeSantis, Sean Hannity debate last night? Dead silence. Nobody? I think you got your answer there. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Um, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a I thought it was a much better quote unquote debate just having two people, but they still talked over each other. And that was annoying. And I couldn't help but feel that uh, this was a very Fox-oriented line of questions. I mean, they know ahead of time the problems that Gavin Newsom has in California, and they are many. It's why people are leaving California. But he would never admit it. He was really slick. Too slick to be my governor ever. Too slick by far to ever be my president, he was very good at being slick. He was very good at spewing incorrect facts and figures, and he presents well. He looks good. So, and Ron DeSantis looked a little better. He had that, 
you know, he still has that face, that look. I haven't been able to put a, a name on it. Now the team put a name on it, one that we can't use on the air. What did you call it? Don't use the word, but resting yeah. face? Yes, correct, yes. Resting something. Yes. Blank resting face? Rest, resting something face. Yes. Oh, resting something face. Yes. All right, you guys will have to fill in the blank here. Anyway, he, he just doesn't present as well. And uh, I think he's had some good success in Florida and uh, has some good ideas, but I, I don't know where this is all going. I just don't know. Here's all I know uh, about what's happening in the future, that Dave Rieger couldn't be happier because Saturday, December 16th, he will be going one way or another to the Lions-Broncos game. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, well, the problem is he's rooting for the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Well, that's just that's just one's opinion, right? Where do you live? Who says that you have to root for the team of the city that you were born? Said, I think I just said it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it, maybe I didn't I mean, hear myself. Who, I mean, who created that that rule? Uh, hmm. You know, why? So, so you you don't have any choice. You don't have a choice where you were born, right? I look at. I lived in New York City when I worked. Uh, obviously, lived in New York City when I worked at uh, WABC, right. right? And I rooted for the Jets because we carried the Yankees and the Jets. Okay, but if they were playing Detroit, you rooted for everybody Detroit. knew I rooted for Detroit because I was from right. Detroit. Listen, you're I, from here, correct? And you're rooting for the Broncos, correct? Now. I, in my defense, I, I root for the Tigers, the Wings, the Pistons, and the Denver and the Denver Broncos. Okay. So three out of four is not bad, right? No. <laughs> it's a good percentage. With you, I've learned three out of four is not bad at all. With all your surprises, <laughs> you've revealed several surprises on this show. Um, hasn't he, Danielle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, other things going on. Very sad. To report uh, the first female justice, Justice Sandra Day O'Connor, passing at the age of 93. And uh, Ann and I used to talk about this. It seems to be in threes. So would this be the three? Henry Kissinger at 100, Charlie Munger at 99, and Justice Sandra Day O'Connor at 93. Those are all pretty good ages. We're getting up there. You know what I, I read or saw yesterday? There are 90,000 Americans over the age of 100. I would never have bet that, ever. 90,000 over 100 years of age. Would you have guessed that? No. We were talking about this uh, off the air earlier this morning, uh, how it's, um, you know, better living, um, medicine, and it's uh, we're all Realizing how important clean air and clean water is. And clean eating, of which I'm just starting to try to do, I actually, oh, I actually took the skin off my crispy, crunchy chicken that you know you get at gas stations. I get at some market down the street here, but crispy, crunchy chicken, the best I've ever had. Fried chicken, uh, pretty much the best. I, I really like uh, buttermilk fried chicken too. But anyway, be that as it may, Kim got me to take the skin off, which is frankly to me. The best part. However, if you eat, for me, if you eat the dark meat, it's still moist and tender and delicious and wonderful. So I, that's a move in the right direction for me. A little late, but there it is. Um, embattled Representative George Santos finally, after two other attempts, 
finally expelled from Congress this morning after a scathing House Ethics Committee report found substantial evidence that Santos has misused campaign funds for his own personal benefit. He has committed federal crimes. Uh, He has lied about everything. He's been mired in controversy since before he entered Congress, which uh, when it was reported he had badly embellished and fabricated parts of his resume and background. None of it seemed to be right. Uh, Then he faced calls to resign from both sides of the aisle in the face of those controversies, but he remained defiant up until his expulsion. And while he has admitted to lying about his background, oh, that, oh, yeah, I did do that, he has denied all wrongdoing and has pleaded not guilty to federal charges. But the 56-page ethics report found evidence that Santos sought to exploit his House campaign for his financial benefit, including uh, including blatantly stealing from his own campaign, deceiving campaign donors. Quote, Representative George Santos cannot be trusted. At nearly every opportunity, he placed his desire for private gain above his duty to uphold the Constitution, federal law, and ethical principles. That's from the Ethics Committee report. Uh, I can't say enough bad things about him, but now I don't have to think or talk about him because he's been kicked out. Uh, Have you streamed us yet? Download the WJR app for streaming wherever you are. You can take the station along, you snowbirds, and you can stream through WJR.com, Alexa, or Google Home. And then also, this is different, listen to the podcasts anytime. If you can't be here noon to two, I'll miss you, but it'll be nice to know you're listening to the the podcast of either individual interviews or the whole show at thegreatvoice.com, thegreatvoice.com. All right, we got all that uh, set. Gee, there's so much more to talk about. Philadelphia has just made it illegal to wear a ski mask in the city. I'll, 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 I'll explain all this uh, throughout the show here. We're here till 2 o'clock. We've got lots to talk about. We make it through the rain together. Focus with Paul W. Smith on a Friday afternoon, first day of December. Stay with us. It's been it's been far too long to speak to a guy whose whole business is helping us have fun and life experiences. And that's what Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy that you see all over television, you read quotes from him in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all around the USA Today, uh, because cruises are his life. And through his own travel agency, he can help us book those cruises and get the best deals. And, uh, in fact, uh, I have to tell you, if you go to uh, thecruiseguy.com, www.cruiseguy.com, you can find out what I'm talking about. He is a friend, indeed, to have if you want to go on another cruise or maybe even think about cruising for the first time. He is Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. On the other end of our line, I have missed you, Stuart. Well, I miss you, too. And uh, actually, I'm getting ready to leave uh, for cruise number 318. <laughs> Your 318th cruise. So if you want to ask a guy if he knows anything about cruising, this is the guy who's been on more cruises than anyone I know. And, uh, and he's helped us. He's helped us personally. He's helped Dan in the past. He's helped us uh, find some of these great deals. And I'm, I'm told that they're... You know, we had Travel Tuesday, and I actually found a great Delta rate on Travel Tuesday. And I was told that there are special rates through today that people can still take advantage of. 
in the cruise business. Now, of course, you always come up with deals, but what what about today, and, and what do you like now out there in the cruise world? Well, I mean, the, the cruise lines like Hallmark uh, don't miss uh, an opportunity to uh, hold a sale or repackage a sale. So uh, there there are the... You know the the, the Thanksgiving the Thanksgiving uh, sales the you know the Black Friday Cyber Monday Travel Tuesday call it whatever you want they're not giving anything away it's, it's a lot of stuffing and not a lot of meat oh come on I thought there was you know when we talked yesterday or the day whenever we talked about having you come on the air we talked and you said the cruise business is unbelievably hot right now bookings way ahead. Book, the, the, they're experiencing record bookings. It's, I mean, the 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 sale, the response to the recent sales um, are at record levels. The the shifts in 24 are are at record levels. The future bookings are at record levels. So that's what I'm saying. They're not giving anything away, and they're more heavily booked than they've ever been at this time of the year. Um, but that doesn't mean that there aren't any good deals. There are still new ships coming online. Today I'm going. Uh, I'm sailing on the brand new Celebrity uh, Ascent. Uh, Royal Caribbean on on Monday took delivery of Icon of the Seas, which is which will be the largest ship in the world. It's 200 and almost 251,000 tons. Um, I'm going to Venice on Monday to see the new Sun Princess uh, being built. So that will be the newest love boat for Princess Cruises. Venice. You, so you have your five dollars and forty-five cents or five euros that you need to enter. That you need to enter Venice now? Um, no, I, I have never had to to pay, to pay that. They just started it. Well, you're talking about. I was there. I was there a month ago and didn't have it. So yeah, they just started. Just, whatever. Yesterday, uh, okay. unveiling a pilot program to charge day trippers five euros to enter the beleaguered, fragile Lagoon City. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I but remember I'm this. Going to be there for a few days. So I remember way back when I was in Venice. The mayor was not happy to have uh, people coming there. Yeah, and I said, what, what is he, crazy? They <laughs> live on tourism dollars, and he didn't want any tourists. Well, it's, Paul, it's overwhelming. That small area gets 37 million people oh um, my God. pre-pandemic. 37 it's, it's million? It's, they've, they've turned Venice into a theme park. Oh, that's too and bad. And so he got it's upset a... when someone asked him what time does Venice close. But <laughs> if you keep building restaurants and shops and, and hotels... You're going to continue to get more and more people. Yeah, well, okay. But I can tell you, I mean, St. Mark's, um, I mean, there's a lot of empty stores there that have been there for generations. Oh, boy. But um, the town itself is, is doing uh, exceptionally well. And, you know, listen, whatever they whatever makes them happy, it's still a nice place to visit. It is. Uh, it's ships aren't iconic. going there. But, uh, you know, you can still get on the ships. They're using Trieste uh, and some other ports. Royal Caribbean's building at uh, Port in Ravenna. So there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, but the the ships themselves, Paul, are are booked. People are going because they're tired of getting gouged. You look at the airfares, you look at the hotels, you look at the reduced services that they're providing for exceptionally more money per night, and people are looking at, at the cruise industry and and seeing everything you're getting: world class dining, world class um, hotel, you know, floating hotels and, and activities, and you're visiting all these different places. Okay, listen, cruises to me have always been the perfect vacation choice. You unpack once, and you go, a, if you pick the right cruise, you go a bazillion different great places. You can come back on the ship and eat free. All that's included. You know how much you're spending, which you don't on any other kind of vacation. I think cruising 
is the perfect vacation. I still run into people say, I've never cruised. I think I'd go crazy on the ship. Well, I'm not a big fan of the big mega ships, but you put somebody on Icon of the Seas, and they will they don't have to ever leave the ship, and they still won't be able to do all the things that are available for them to do on the ship. Correct. And, and people still don't know um, everything. I mean, I, I can't wait to experience uh, the ship. I mean, I can only tell you that the Aquadome, which is in the front of the ship, Paul, is 20 feet wider than the Pantheon in Rome is. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got 893,000 cubic feet of space under that roof for uh, entertaining and dining uh, just in that one space. Stuart, um, I love it, you. It's just I, phenomenal. I love you like a brother, but you and I will part company on those mega, mega, mega ships. I The last thing I want to do on vacation is go uh, and throw a tent up in, uh, say, a, New York City. I mean, I it's like being in a, it is being in a huge city at sea. I prefer, I like the river cruises, but I also love the cruises with a little bit smaller. Sh- I'm taking a bunch of listeners in our WJR Travel Club, and if you haven't signed up, join us, wjrtravelclub.com, in August of this 2024 on on a Seabourn ship, which I love Seabourn. It's not too big. And oh, they're great. We've got some wonderful destinations. So that's what I like. But I know you love those things. But honest to goodness, when I see these commercials now, I look at a cruise ship and I go, I don't need to drive go-karts around a ship. Paul, that's the beauty of cruising. There's something for everybody. And, you know, mentioning Seabourn, um, probably in the next month or so, I'm going to be doing uh, Seabourn Pursuit, which is their new expedition ship down in Antarctica. Yeah, I see that. that Perfect size uh, ship. Perfect uh, complement of of people. Um, Spectacular, spectacular ship. And, um, you know, that's the beauty of cruising, Paul. There is something for everyone. Well, you know what they're doing, too, and I got the, some of the, I'm on the mailing list for all these things, but the, exp, I don't know if this is the right word, but experiential. The cruise yes. lines are now very big into understanding that we, as people who don't have lots of money to spend, and when we spend it, we want to be wise and get the best bang for a buck. A lot of them are offering these experiential things, experiences at sea and at their destinations that they didn't offer before. Well, the, the beauty of the ships as they evolve, Paul, they're able to offer you know, these, these different opportunities. And, um, you know, the, I could tell you on Icon, it was supposed to be a 204,000-ton ship. It wasn't supposed to be 258, but it evolved. But, you know, you have a lot of new ships, um, Celebrity Ascent at 140. Um, you, can, you can go down. You have the Holland America ships at 100. I was on Kennard's Queen Anne in the shipyard. Um, she's going to be just over 100,000 tons. Um, but they're able to offer so much more, but it still feels, um, it could still feel very elegant and very intimate. He is Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy at uh, cruiseguy.com. Quick question. I see a note in the paper today. The Life at Sea Cruises, which had a three-year sailing around the world, has been canceled. How are those, uh, how are those cruise ships like the home or I don't, the world, whatever they're called, where people actually Go on. Well, the, the world sh- is an established uh, company and, and a ship. These other, you know, Life at Sea, Storylines, Villa Vi, I mean, these are all unproven, you know, uh, Blue Ocean Voyages, unproven. And uh, this other ship, you know, it was supposed to sail in November, came out in March. They didn't even have a ship. They still don't have a ship. It was sold <laughs> to another company because they didn't have any money. Oh, boy. These, these things are very, very risky.
This is why you need the cruise guy, Stuart Chiron. Please go to www.cruiseguy.com. He will help you. He will educate you if you've never done it and you're thinking about it. Uh, He will help you if you've been on many cruises. You haven't been on 318, which he's about to embark upon the celebrity ascent. Always a pleasure, Stuart. Anything else? Do we need an 800 number or just stick with the cruiseguy.com? 800-700-3881. i got to write that down. (laughs) 800-700-3881 is also the 800 number. And he can book the cruise for you. You can do the whole doggone thing. And, And by the way, Paul, it's 80 degrees here. Are you in Florida? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Wish you were here. <laughs> we're having, listen, we're having lots of liquid sunshine right now. You know what that is, don't you? Yeah, I wish we had snow, but it just doesn't happen. No, we don't. It, actually, it's just rain right yeah, it's now. It's just rain, but still, yeah. you get a lot of nice snow. And... We do get some nice snow. And but I'd it, like it nice to come. I'd like to visit. I'd like it to come and then go away right after Christmas. I'd like a white Christmas. Now, I'm not talking about up north where people snowmobile, ski, snowboard, all that. We have plenty of snow up there, and that's great, and that's the way it should be. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, the way he should be. Thank you, sir. Bye, Paul. We continue on WJR. So happy to be with you on this first day of December. Seems hard to believe. The final month of 2023, and uh, we've got lots of uh, liquid sunshine. Not snow, as Stuart thought, for calling from Florida and bragging that it was 80-something there. But... Rain, lots of rain. So I guess you'd ask the question, because we always do, being Michiganders, even back when we were Michiganians. Gee, I wonder how much snow this would be if it wasn't rain. I have no idea. Rieger, do you know? It, 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 would it be like several inches of snow, this kind of rain? I mean, it's a lot of rain. Rieger? Um, I, I think that uh, we're supposed to have a very mild winter. Yeah, that's what I heard. Very mild. In this part, in some parts of the country, it's going to be a harsh winter, but our part is going to be mild. Global warming has been very kind to us, it seems. Look, the less snow, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Because they have plenty plenty up north. Correct. They have plenty up north. And I don't need to be driving in it. And you know how much I don't want to be bothered when I'm driving. Yes, we know, uh, both uh, Danielle and our listeners know, not to bother you or do anything. Uh, don't make a mistake in front of you uh, because you'll be leaning on your horn and following us home. But anyway, <laughs> um, I will never forget that, David. But anyway, the EPA wants all lead pipes replaced. And the question is, what took them so long to make that kind of a proclamation? Well, we'll see. Flint, Benton Harbor, uh, other cities that are not poor cities. Uh, Those are just the names of two of the cities that come up a lot in America. But there are many cities that are not necessarily down on their luck that also have lead pipes. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency is proposing a rule that would require water systems across the country to replace millions of lead service lines. And that's within 10 years. We're talking expensive. WJR Senior News Analyst Marie Osborne right on top of all the details. Good afternoon, Marie. Happy Friday! Hey, happy Friday, Paul. Well, the EPA wants to require the removal of about 9 million pipes across the country, requiring them to be replaced within a 10-year time span. And the cost will be between 20 and $30 billion. 
$15 billion of this in funding coming from the federal government, the rest coming from utility companies. These would be the strictest limits on lead in drinking water since the federal standards began 30 years ago. In 2021, analysis by an environmental nonprofit found that half of the population in this country drink water from systems with lead levels exceeding those recommended by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Lead pipes have been banned in the U.S. since the 1980s. Now, despite all the press Michigan has received in recent years about this problem, Illinois and Rhode Island are the states with the highest proportion of service lines that need to be replaced. Michigan has about 11, 11% of the lines which need to be replaced. The national average is just about 8%, so we're slightly ahead of that. Experts say no amount of lead exposure is safe. In adults, it causes stroke, kidney disease, and cancer, and the health impact on children is even more serious, impacting long-term growth and development. Paul, the EPA will collect public comments on this, on this proposed rule for 60 days, and then they'll hold a public hearing in mid-January. I mean, let me, I'll give you, I'm not going to the public hearing, but I'll give you my, my two cents. How is it that this policy that they're just now coming up with will include, as you put it in your report to me, Quote, the strictest limits on lead in drinking water since federal standards were first set 30 years ago. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. now? What, what part of Flint and all the other places that had lead pipes that the reports came out that the children were being stunted in their ability to learn and all other things? The costs of lead exposure are very high, and they're just now coming out with updating 30-year-old standards for our drinking water seriously yeah it's a good question to ask it reminds me of the time that um, we did a story on PFAS and um, you know the companies that make PFAS are still being allowed to make it they can make it uh, for the next couple of years and you asked why why Why? stop now stop now Uh yeah exactly exactly but Better late than never, I suppose. Let's put it in that category. Well, uh, I guess. Well, listen, this costs, this cost, we're talking billions, 20 know, to 30 billion dollars. How much have, it's we, given come you, from how somewhere. much have we given Ukraine? How many billions? Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, how many, how many know. billions have we given to other countries that hate us um, around know. the world for 50 years? How much money have we spread around trying to buy friendship that doesn't work? Boy, oh boy. Man, oh man. You understand why people then sometimes go for what would be considered, um, uh, oh, I don't know. Let's not go down that path. Anyway, we know they got to get rid of the lead pipes. It's just the way it is. And that, that lead pipe problem, though people like to lay it at the feet of Governor Rick Snyder and celebrities, Cher and other people, try to weigh in on him. I was thrilled to see, not thrilled, but it made me feel better to see that there were lead pipe problems all over the country. It wasn't just Flint, and it wasn't just because it was a poor community. It was everywhere. Probably, Marie, you and I grew up drinking water out of lead pipes. Oh, I'm sure of it. And we, I'm and sure n- of it. It, did not have, it didn't affect us in any kind, of, any kind of way that I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> The jury is still out on that, Paul. Yeah, I, you could tell Marie was going, 
is this it? Is he having the big one right now, right on the show while I'm on it? Uh, anyway, here's another one that I, I, I thought I would bring up and with you because you are the, the queen of all this stuff. Um, now they're, we're being warned against pre-cut cantaloupe. Did you see oh, that yeah. one today? Yes. There are deadly yes. salmonella outbreaks everywhere from yeah. everything, including fruit. And this one happens to be the pre-cut cantaloupe, but there have been problems with all kinds of fruits out there. Come on, what's going on? Well, there's, you know, one of the problems that I've read about is that they don't have enough inspectors that are going into the fields uh, to look at how some of these crops are harvested. In the case of the cantaloupe, though, the salmonella lives on the outside of the shell of the cantaloupe. And when you cut it, right, goes right in knife. Yeah, the knife goes right through and then puts it on what you're going to be eating. You're not eating the crust, of course, but or the skin, but you're eating the inside. So, yeah, you know, that's I, the problem. I tell you, you get to a, you go to a store. I go to the little store down the street called Fresh Farms. The, the, the guys are great in there. And I get cut fruit because I trust that they have fully trained their people to wash their hands regularly, yeah. to wash yeah. the knives and the things they use to clean the area where they cut things and don't cut something else in an area where you cut something else five minutes before. you you got to trust that these people at these stores are doing the right thing, and then we don't have these problems. It's crazy. Well, some problems start in the field, so there's that, too. So. There is that, and uh, yep. this starts in the field if it's on the skin of the cantaloupe. Yeah. Um, but there's got to be a way to deal with that, whether we have to wash these these fruits and vegetables yeah. as they come in. You know, I know you wash all your stuff. Do you use, like, a special uh, fruit, vegetable, no. soap? Mm-mm. I don't, no. and I always yeah. see it. Yeah, I've heard that as long as you wash it really well, you're okay. They say wash it and dry it. Yep. So, anyway. All right, Marie, have a... I don't know. Are you coming back up? I don't think so. Have a spectacular weekend. You too. Give our best to John. Take care. We continue in focus on WJR. As uh, we continue here on the News Talk 760 WJR, I just picked up my uh, Detroit News Homestyle section. And uh, sure enough, the inside-outside guys are featured there, keeping your home safe and cozy in the cold and... uh, the the uh, WJR morning crew mornings JR mornings gets a uh, top billing in this thing. Gee, I hope I don't know Ken Calvary. Did I ever make it into your column? Um. Uh, oh uh, boy, that's not a good uh, sign. We used to have you on all the time to talk about winterizing and all of that. Not to mention that someone very close, near and dear to you and me, had a hand in helping you get positioned in that column. I just wanted yeah, to remind yeah. you. And we'll never forget that, Paul. And we promise we'll get you in there soon. I know how <laughs> okay. important it is for you to get your publicity and everything. Paul. I need. So we'll just... This is my only advertising campaign. <laughs> Do you see any billboards up there for me? No. <laughs> we, this is it. Getting mentioned with the Inside Outside guys is like, you talk about me on the air, and I appreciate that. And I talk about you guys on the air because you're just so good at what you do. And I want to remind people that in the Detroit News, in the Homestyle section, don't just throw that away. Keep it. There's good stuff in it, and the good stuff includes the inside-outside guys. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Ken Calvary, the outside guy, appropriately, uh, 
I don't know how much snow this would be if this rain were snow, but we know snow is coming, and uh, we just well, need to get ourselves ready. It is December, right? Right. First day. Here's what I want people to think about. It's December. All this rain is coming down right now. We know in Michigan it could drop to 20 degrees tonight. And when that happens, it, it's not going to happen now, but if that happens, how much frozen water would you have in your gutters? Think about the pressure when that water freezes against your basement wall and it puts, you know, puts that pressure on there and causes cracks. Wow. There are a lot of small things people can do to get, to get ready for winter, but, Paul, one of the best advice we can give them, I spoke to uh, Crystal and Dan from Family Heating and Cooling. I know our great friends of yours. Love them. And they have a 16-point furnace inspection. And in the article that was just written that came out today, we mentioned about a listener that uh, had a trouble in the middle of wintertime. It took them five days when her furnace shut down to get a professional out there because when it's 20 degrees below, so many furnaces stop working, and it's going to be impossible to get somebody out there that day. So if you get it tuned up now, and they've got an 89 95 so under 90 bucks, you can get a 16-point inspection from Family Heating, Cooling, Electrical, and be assured that you'll be set for the wintertime. And, and here's the other thing. Once you become a part of the family, you jump ahead in the line. They take care of their family. So if you've done business with family, and then you call them and say, i got a problem, they're more likely to come there than somebody calling cold in. for They get back on a line that might take them a while on a list. Amen to that. It's so important that people create a relationship with a, with a service provider that they trust. And when family comes in and looks at that, when they're done, they're going to put their sticker right on that furnace for the next time you have an issue. You call them. Your name will be in their database, and you will get top billing. It's all great. And, you know, I, I'm not just saying this because you're on. I've said it that when you're not here, Ken Calvary of the Inside Outside guys. Kenny is the outside guy. Um, I have used the suggestions you've given us over now the years uh, for things to be done at home. We used the duct cleaning company that you advertise, and it was mind-blowing what they took out of our house that had been in the ducts and we were breathing for years. Mind-blowing. You know what, Paul? You're right, because this time of year, what we do is we go out there and we walk in the salt, we come in the house, we get it all over the place. You may not be able to see it, but it's in your carpet. It gets in the air. You shut all the windows. The air you're breathing in your house has to be cleaner than anything else. And getting those ducts clean and that furnace checked and clean is crucial, especially this time of year. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do, uh, and this is, you know, I keep, I need to be reminded all the time. Uh, but we, we thank Amnesty and uh, uh, Steve Dickinson and, and uh, the family there. They did a great job. But with family, I, I want to know what the very latest is in air cleaners. Because I think we all need to have clean water, which is not as easy to come by sometimes, and clean air in our homes. And our air is not clean in our homes and offices. And so I can't control the office, but I can control the home. And I'm going to call family and see what the very latest is uh, on air cleaning. Meanwhile, uh, what else do you think, Ken, we have to do? Uh, you, you want them to clean the gutters or have somebody clean the gutters. I don't want my listeners climbing up ladders. You want, no. to, get the, the, okay. you want to get the furnace checked out, make sure it's ready to go when you really do need it. You don't want to have any opportunity for frozen pipes. What else do we need to know? A couple of things. I want to make sure that when people shut down their house, you know, you ever open up a painted can you had in your basement for years, Paul, and it's gone? Where did that paint go to? 
when you shut down your house and you leave those chemicals in your basement or stored away, they off-gas inside your house. Aye, aye, aye. And you're breathing that in. So do your best to get all that stuff out of the house into the garage, and you'll be set there. Also, I want to make something clear. Salt. Just look at our roads. Road salt attacks concrete. So we do not want people using salt. We want them to use a mixture of 50% sand and 50% magnesium chloride. Mix it in a bucket and then keep an old soup can out there to spread it out. Keep a cover on top of it or it will get hard. But what that will do, Paul, is as that magnesium chloride melts, it will stay in the sand. It will make for more traction. You'll have less slippery issues, and it will not harm your concrete. A couple of other quick notes uh, that the inside-outside guys give us every year. We already talked about clearing the gutter of leaves. Make sure the insulation is uh, up to snuff. Check for gaps that allow heat to escape. We're going to become weather stripping and uh, caulk experts. Not as hard as you might think. And adding a storm door can make a huge difference in your energy costs. Cover your exterior spigots with an insulated cap to prevent pipes from freezing inside the house. Clearing sprinkler systems. We just had to do that the other day. Um, the dryer vent, uh, keep the dryer vent away from, yes. uh, yes. from those, that's the one thing, you know, you come and you get things cleaned. I'm wondering if the amnesty guys clean my dryer vent. I don't even know. They cleaned all the well, vents. They offer, that, they offer that service. Your fireplace as well. People make sure your fireplace is safe before you burn, whether it's gas or wood. Make sure for your pets and you guys always are looking out for the pets to plan ahead for the freezing temperatures letting in the pets that like to hang out outdoors, keeping enough pet food and supplies in case of travel limitations caused by ice or snow. You guys are so helpful, and we are so thankful that you're on WJR every weekend. Uh, I just want to thank you on behalf of all the people that have benefited from your knowledge the same way I have. Ken Calvary, God bless you, and uh, please give our best to that other cigar-smoking guy, Chuck Bridenstine. God has blessed us both, Paul, and we're very grateful to be a part of WJR. Well, we're grateful to have you. That's the truth. Ken Calvary, co-host the Inside Outside Guys, and today in the Detroit News in the Homestyle section. We continue at WJR. There are a few names of people who do great things in Detroit. One of them is on the front page of the Business and Auto section in today's Detroit News, and it's Dan Gilbert, and they had that... Uh, the Detroit Free Press Breakfast Club Forum meeting at the Townsend Hotel. Uh, and Dan, you know, has been big on regional transportation forever. Uh, and he talks about that. He talks about a lot of good things. And I, I did not obviously get to go, but I, I'm sure Carol Kane, uh, who hosted it, I, it she, she was supposed to at least, Carol Kane hosted it, and I'm sure she did a great job. But it's worth picking up the paper or going online to DetroitNews.com and uh, subscribing to the Detroit News. And, and being able to read this story, Dan Gilbert urges feds to help fund mass transit in Metro Detroit. All good. All good. Another guy that's done a lot of good things for our area is the president and CEO of Visit Detroit, and that's Claude Molinari. Claude, always a pleasure, my friend. How are you? Best day in the history of my life, Paul. <laughs> that's right. Every day is the best day in the history of your life. God bless you. We can all learn from that. Uh, making each and every day count because each day is truly a gift. And now some uh, some fabulous news from Detroit comes to us from an award-winning travel brand, Afar. That's right. The critically acclaimed magazine, which is really setting the trends for 
Trends in Travel has named Detroit one of the top 25 destinations for 2024. These guys have made a name for themselves, frankly, uh, with a knack for identifying the places people want to be before people even know they want to go there. That's so true. And, and again, I think that's, that's really emblematic of Detroit, right? It's like we're not on a lot of lists yet, but now between Condé Nast and New York Times and Life Magazine and, and again, Afar, we're starting to really uh, become a destination in people's minds. Yeah, we really are. And, uh, and they feature, I guess they have uh, uh, the 25 best places to travel in 2024. You can look that up to see Afar, A-F-A-R. But, you know, you have people like Dave Lorenz, uh, the uh, retiring vice president of Travel Michigan, uh, giving you kudos and being excited about it. In fact, anybody and everybody who loves Michigan uh, loves the positive press nationwide coming from someone other than us trying to convince people this is a great place to be. Well, it's so true. I think the perception of our region is definitely changing for the positive, which is really exciting to me. Again, as as I travel around, you know, going after business, we're getting a, a much different reception, a much more of a, hey, I'm really excited about what I'm hearing in Detroit. And, and frankly, you know, people that are surprised by Detroit having this, um, this new label as a great tourist destination, they're going to be starting to become the minority because it's really getting out there. Well, when the uh, apparently hundreds of thousands of people come in uh, this this coming year for the NFL draft and that big show that they do, uh, that WJR will be a, a big part of it, there are a lot of people who are going to have their eyes opened who have not been here before. Um, more people are hearing good, positive things, as you say, Condi Nast and all the other places where they get that kind of information. But when they experience it for themselves... And wonder, you know, it's we're a bargain to come visit. You want to compare our costs for the restaurants, the hotels, and everything else to New York or Los Angeles or Chicago? We're a bargain. So true, Paul. And, you know, what's great, too, is that we always say if we can get them here, we'll get them here. And uh, next week, we're going to – I'm sort of teasing right now, but next week there's going to be a big announcement about a major international travel show that's going to be choosing Detroit for a future year. And we are so excited about what that's going to mean with thousands of international travel people descending upon Detroit and and seeing just everything we have to offer. All right, Claude Molinari, that's the tease. But look, you and I have known each other for years. You know you can trust me. You can just tell us. (laughs) You can just tell us what that big announcement's going to be in a week or two, uh, because we'll just keep it among each other. Yeah, just you and your your 10 million listeners worldwide. It's like, you know, easy to keep a secret that way. (laughs) I guess it's not so easy anymore. Uh, Well, this is all great news. So much to be excited about, so much to be proud of. And I I meant when I, you know, you might have thought it was funny to go from Dan Gilbert to Claude Molinari. Look, Dan Gilbert has worked very hard, very smart, and been unbelievably generous. I'm not not suggesting that you're giving a half billion dollars to the next project, as he does, he and Jennifer do, and all the money they've done uh, for Detroit and how blessed we are to have them. But we're just as blessed to have you, Claude, as the president and CEO of Visit Detroit and a few other people around here whose names always come up regarding good things people are doing to promote this great region of ours. 
Well, you flatter me, Paul W. Uh, I you I would put you uh, way ahead of me as being a champion from Michigan, and I really appreciate the kind words you're saying. And I happened to be at that um, uh, free press breakfast event at the uh, the Townsend Hotel, which is a beautiful property. And I'll tell you, Mr. Gilbert was in outstanding form. He had the entire audience at the edge of our seats. He had us laughing and crying and feeling great about. You know, I'm so happy to see him, and he did an amazing job. Yeah, he's the, he and Jennifer have gone through a lot, um, the the loss of their son, um, which they put their money where their hearts are to add to what Bob Riney is doing at Henry Ford Health System and the growth there and Mary Jane Vote and all the people involved, Dr. Kalkanis. Um, but then also his stroke. His stroke, I can't believe that was in 2019, I think now, and he still suffers from the effects, but not his mind, not his brain, not his ability to talk and talk about and support still the dreams he has for the city he loves. God bless him. You're right listening, about that. And listening to him speak and give his philosophy on business, on life, on recruiting young people, on bringing people to Michigan. If anyone questioned whether or not he is fully in charge of the Bedrock family of companies, Anyone who's at that event knows different now. Absolutely right. Always a pleasure. Claude Molinari, president and CEO, visit Detroit, bringing us the, the, the note that award-winning travel brand Afar names Detroit its annual where to go on the, tra- on the list for its annual where to go travel list for 2024. Yep, the D right here. It's just great news. Congratulations to you, Claude, and all the people you represent. Thanks for what you do. Thank you so much, Paul W. We continue on WJR. Now, Movie Show Plus presents This Weekend at the Movies with Greg Russell. Sponsored in part by Wiggly's Famous Eastern Market Corn Beef. Now, with the best viewing in the stream and on the screen, here are Paul W. Smith and Greg Russell. Love the movies. Hey, by the way, sponsored by Wiggly's Famous Eastern Market Corned Beef, and if you haven't been to the D. Motown Deli at 3750 Gratiot near Mount Elliott and Gratiot, now's the time. Did you know that they serve Wiggly's Famous Eastern Market Corned Beef? Get a quarter-pound corned beef sandwich made to order or splurge and order the one-pound monster. Watch the the D. Motown Deli work their corned beef magic on Instagram at D. Motown Deli. D. Motown Deli. Now, i got to tell you something. Our friend, Greg Russell, is living large. At the Los Angeles Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, I happen to know it's one spectacular place, but I bet you can't get Wiggly's corned beef there. You can't. I don't understand that. They've got everything go. else. That's it. I'm not, I'm not staying there. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's going on in Los Angeles? Movies, maybe? Yeah. You have some movie things uh, for Netflix and also for the new Amazon MGM Prime Studio that uh you know they're putting all together here so we've got several things and also out uh movies that have already been released like the movie air so we had this thing last night with ben affleck octavia or um davis 
and a couple other people from the cast. So, yeah, this is that time where you come out, you get to meet and greet people, and uh, you know, check out the movies that came out and see who you want to vote for. Well, that's fun. I am glad that the movie companies understand that doing it the good old-fashioned way, yeah. bringing in experts like yourself, Greg Russell, and wooing you, whining and dining you, and taking you to the movies is a right thing and smart thing to still do. So much of that has gone by the wayside in a lot of industries. I'm glad right. not so in show business. So let's talk about the movie in the theater. It's called Silent Night. Let's listen to a clip. tell you i I, i'm sure that these (laughs) these trailers are not made for people like me but i'm going to ask the person that it's made for danielle mason uh did that trailer for silent night if you haven't seen or heard anything about it because i haven't Mm -hmm. did that make you want to see that film uh i like the music in it that that was exciting (laughs) i'm i'm curious as to what was going on shots were being fired i don't know Dave Rieger? Yes, 100%. Uh, that one was a, uh, a, that's a John Woo film, so you know it's going to be action all around, the guy who did John Wick. So, um, but there wasn't a lot of, um, as far as the trailer was concerned, there wasn't a lot of speaking. Yeah, um, Greg Russell, I mean, well, please tell me they're not moving in this direction. No, but actually that's kind of like how the movie got its title, Silent Night. What it deals with, is the, it starts with a father and his young son playing in the front yard. A gang drives by. They're shooting at each other, but they wind up hitting and killing the child. Oh, so the father goes after the gang, and he winds up getting shot in his um, voice box. So he oh, can't my speak, God. But he goes after them. Thus, the silent night, because I told him, I said, I haven't seen an actor not talk this month since Charlie Chaplin oh. in a film. I mean, wow. Because oh. he, he loses it, seriously, like in the first five minutes, and... He just he has to act, you know, just portraying stuff through his facial expressions, which if you're into acting, it would be something good for you to see. You know, wow. just how this guy is able to express himself through happiness, sadness, you know, vengefulness and all like that. But again, if you do not like violent movies, this might not be one for you necessarily to see. Right. All right. I, mean, I don't, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who goes to see this. Now you've got my interest up a little bit. Oh, I can't. I can't. I just hope he gets them in the end. I, you don't have to say one way or another, but uh, that's the mm-hmm. only way I think I'd have satisfaction if he kills right. those guys in the end. Yep. But whatever. So what are we giving that in terms of Wiggly Sandwiches, Mr. Uh, well, Los Angeles Four Seasons? <laughs> well, Beverly <laughs> Hills? Oh, yes, thank you so much. I'm going over to Uncle Jim's house later today. Uh... <laughs> Try to swim in the cement pond back there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this would be a good one. Like we said, if if you're into, seriously, you know, good style of acting, where a person really has to use their body, uh, definitely a good three out of our four. 
but if you, like we said, if you do not like the violence or whatever, you probably won't see it. But uh, like I said, just really on the acting part. And then also for those of you who do like to see, uh, you know, exciting and good things happen. All right. Um, how about movie? the movie on Netflix? Let's listen to All the Light We Cannot See. Ladies and gentlemen, before I begin my broadcast today, I have something to say. In this time of darkness, of invading cities, I'm trying to remember. Light lasts forever. Darkness lasts. Darkness lost even for one second. When you turn on the light, I know that broadcasting could get me executed. But I will not be silenced. I hope you will tune in again tomorrow. Well, at least there's some talking dialogue there. Yeah, it, this one, again, is interesting. Like I said, it's a series. It takes place during World War II. The young lady who you heard is blind, but she has this radio show that she's able to sneak through to the regular people, basically giving them hope. Well, the German government at that time does not want her to do that. Hmm. So they find one kid who it would be like the whiz kid who knows how to find everything on the Internet and how to do everything. He knows how to detect radio signals. So they said have to go after her. But the thing is, He's always been a big fan. So it's kind of like, you know, this thing where he has to do what he's got to do, bro. You know, they kill him. But he wants to help her because she's giving hope now to the people of Germany. And really, whole interesting thing. And the other funny part, Paul W., is the frequency is on is 1310. And I told her, I used to work for 1310. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow. My goodness. So we're going to give that a three wiggly sandwiches? Yeah. Yeah, All the I mean, light we cannot see on Netflix. You don't have to leave home, but we've got to leave home right now. Greg Russell, Movie Show Plus. Thank you, Greg. Have a great weekend. You got it. I'm getting some great poupon right now. <laughs> J- <laughs> He's in Beverly Hills. Uh, JR <laughs> Afternoon with Chris Renwick up next. Thanks to the team, the team, the team. Producer Dave Rieger, engineer Danielle Mason. WJR Traffic and Weather First with Rich Luzinski. Thanks to Marie Osborne, the Fox News correspondents, WJR contributors. Two